bike a little closer. Right. This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Andrew. And uh, today we're missing Will. <clears throat> we'll do the fun Xbox broadcast a different week. Hope you all enjoy us discussing and probably myself trashing on what VR is right now. <laughs> do you own a VR headset at all? No, I have not bought it yet. I did it's... own a VR headset in the 90s. <laughs> so, yeah, VR is just not there yet, man. What, do you want to podcast over? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's just not there yet. That's yeah. That's that's the moral of the story. I want to show you guys the headset I had. I've showed it before, but I'll show it again for fun. Whoops, that is not what I didn't mean to click shopping. I meant to click images. My goodness, it's Google. not up yet. You're not uh, making that the main thing, anyways. I know. No, I'm just mad because it didn't show it. I had one of these. The R Zone. Oh gosh. It was a headset that was a knockoff <clears throat> virtual boy essentially with a little little reticle in front of your eye and it had the worst graphics you've ever seen. Everything that's, back those then were the, the worst graphics you have ever seen. That's what the cards <laughs> look like. They were literally uh, see through and they display the images through the carts through a mirror. You can kind of see the technology at work with that one. These are yeah. some other handheld versions of it. But anyways, VR has been around a long time. We just, you know, we haven't embraced it. Uh, right. But I do kind of want to start back at the beginning. Um, 2D games. We had 2D games in the original Nintendo era, right? It was NES, mm -hmm. Atari, Super Nintendo, Tiger makes the best game. I will fight you, Nerd Talk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, for, for example, like almost every console across the board, except for arcades, were running 2D at home. Right. And, and, but we knew because of the arcades at the time, because that was really where you saw the improvements coming, was at the arcades that 3D was coming at some point. So what was your first experience with 3D gaming, Andrew? 3D gaming. Honestly, that's a great question. Can't I honestly can't tell you what I, I can't remember what my first experience with it was. Well, what was your first console that had 3D available? Do you have a 64 or PS1? What did you have? No, PS1. It'd have to be the PS1 and GameCube would be the two consoles that I probably played the most that were the beginning of that. Maybe, so you're, you're telling me maybe you didn't play on 64? No, no. Oh, I you never skipped had that one. one. I never, yeah, no, no I never had one. Wow. Huh? Yeah. yeah, no nostalgia <laughs> for the N64. No. That's that's a rarity on this podcast. Yeah. Um, you got to remember, man, I was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> well, I always, so it's funny, I always assumed back in the day that the Donkey Kong Country games were some kind of a 3D, right? Because mm -hmm. they had that, that fake 3D with the uh, CGI sprites that were um, pre-rendered. Which was real, always, I thought that was one of the coolest effects they ever did on a Super Nintendo is the pre rendered sprites for like Donkey Kong Country. Um, but then, of course, then you got Donkey Kong 64 <laughs> on the N64, and it's like, okay, that's real. That's mm -hmm. what real 3D is, right? Right, right. But you know, my first real 3D experience was probably also the PS1. It was either the N64 or the PS1, because I played like Crash Bandicoot Trilogy, um, those kinds of games, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I was. I'll have to say PS One more than the Nintendo. That was when I would uh, have to say I definitely had my first three D gaming experience. 
my first experience with 3D gaming was when my mom threw my NES at me. <laughs> really effective use of the Z axis. <laughs> but I think going into 2D, we all knew that the evolution coming was going to be 3D. Like that, I don't think anybody ever questioned that 3D was going to be a gaming thing. Right. Like it's just the natural evolution of it. Right. Right. And <clears throat> I would argue that going from 3D to HD and all the you know, higher resolutions, you haven't changed the plane. You haven't changed the way people play their games significantly. You haven't... Right. It, it's never been about changing the perception. It's changing the interaction level. That's the only thing that's changed. Right. And when I picture like VR, in my mind... I'm picturing like those uh, 4D theaters like Disney used to have where you get like the water spraying and stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's like, that's definitely the reason why VR is not there yet because, okay, for example, with 3D gaming and HD and all of that, you're going into able to create fully interactable um, worlds with destructible environments. Just think what battlefield did to uh first person shooters right like you're you've now expanded all of that but if you were to go into vr what does vr add to battlefield for example without the like ability to feel like you're actually immersed because all you're doing is changing your camera angle you're not you're not changing the experience not truly can you hear the fan in the background or no? No, no. Okay, good. Just want to make sure because it's pretty loud for me. I just want to make sure everybody can't hear it. All right. Um, but if you have that treadmill thing, maybe theoretically. <laughs> oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, those are yeah, pretty cool. But have you seen the 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 great uh, mall thing where the person's like turning? No. Oh my See, gosh! It's like... So here's here's the one thing I will say for VR. The one gaming experience that it is probably most geared towards right now would be driving games i think this is the one no this isn't it there, so there's a video of a woman in a vr thing where she's like turning and like the thing keeps turning 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 and all of a sudden the weight is obviously not mounted to the ground and oh. it falls, it falls <laughs> over yeah, yeah, yeah it's amazing Dude. i I think VR is almost the reason why I think it can't be mainstream is it's almost a per application use, whereas 3D can be used the same way across the board and everything. Well, that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. Like it, the one scenario, right, that it's most uh, beneficial to have it, and it, I say that in the sense that it's most um, effective at in its current form would be driving games like or uh fl flight simulators stuff like that but even then you're not really getting the full immersion concept right because um you're you're not like in the cockpit or in the car getting that full rumble experience so yeah. without like all the peripherals i feel like vr vr is just like you you can't just add it to a game you have to add it to like a simulator 
and that's where VR really is meant for. I almost feel like uh, like these augmented reality rooms would be better than VR because, like for example, right. the escape room. That's a super cool idea for like a real life game based on a video game. See, I feel like <clears throat> when it comes to just future society interaction, the focus right now is on VR, but AR is how most of it's going to play out the way like dystopian future novels describe it or like <laughs> the show, right? Right? Because you'll have the glasses that see something overlaid on things. You're not going to, it's not going to be a virtual reality ready player one world. It's going to be the AR experience. It'll be like your Google Glass, <clears throat> your HoloLens, those types yeah. of things. Whereas, like, over your, your reality, you have a holographic up, a heads up display essentially. Yeah. You're, it's basically going to be an AR version of all of the uh, billboards and <laughs> moving signs. That's really Imagine playing, thing. like, you know, imagine playing like paintball an augmented reality where you don't right. have to actually get hit by real paintballs and it'll still know you got hit and you're out of the game. Right. Right. But you know, say hello to a whole new level of cheating in gaming. <laughs> I, you know what? The thing is, it's all going to be utilized uh, probably for marketing way, way before actual gaming. Oh, probably. Yeah. Let's <laughs> be honest. That's the bulk of what this technology is developed for is marketing purposes. Right. So it's going to be 100%. Think about it. You're going to have AR graffiti. <laughs> they already have that with some places, actually. Right. I think um, when they had Minecraft Earth out for a bare, you know, for a very short period of time, you'd look up and you'd see male, male genitalia in blocks in the sky. <laughs> well, I'm saying in the real world. <laughs> I, I, I understand. They're going to do, they're going to do AR uh, graffiti everywhere where it's just advertising <laughs> logos and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, or like have like uh, QR codes that send your HoloLens into a crazy spiral. Right, right. It's like Walmart pays for uh, the sidewalk outside Costco to just <laughs> advertise for it or something. Yeah, you look down and everything's a QR code. <laughs> right. You can get this at Sam's Club cheaper than here. Right, right. Restaurants start selling right. tiles. <laughs> your plate just has an advertisement on it. <laughs> yeah. And Get done with about, your meal, and it's already advertising dessert. <laughs> you know you want the chocolate death brownie cake. Right. right. <clears throat> All right. Um, so just jumping the game into that it. You, the game that you have up there right now, I think that might – the jump scare games, I think, are the ones that, now that I think about it, are probably even better than the simulator games. Well, I think any kind of walking simulator or right. just your standard um, action uh, adventure game works but decent. Something where you're not supposed to get, like... Off the rails too far. No, it's something that you're not supposed to get touched. Oh, yeah, that would work too. Right, like, yeah. the because you think, think about it, you're not really immersed in the environment. So as long as your only interaction is your touch, not being touched like that's that's where vr can do good things so like for example you're going through a haunted house you're opening doors you feel that rumble like that's the rumble in your controller you're using or whatever you feel like you're actually there yeah but the second something has to reach out and touch you you're not going to feel any of that shit so it's not that's not really 
immersive at that point, right? It's just like, what's the point of VR Battlefield or Call of Duty? You're not going to know where you're getting freaking shot from unless you see the little indicators on the thing. Well, what I find so. fascinating is what builds the immersion for VR more <clears throat> than even the visuals is the audio. Right. The second that the audio doesn't like have that 3D spatial feel, it breaks it breaks the reality completely. Right, right. Yeah, you know I mean, like spatial audio is one of the biggest technologies, one of the things that people use for, you know, various uh, simulations like for example if you're doing like a nature walk while you like a nature sounds when you're sleeping like that spatial 3d sound is what drives that feeling of like calm and immersion with that environment mm -hmm. while you're trying to go to sleep to the the forest whereas like previously you know the nes started with mono audio and then you get stereo audio with the snes and then with like your consoles going forward you just get better and better audio quality and i think audio more than video makes the immersion better right you can you can definitely say that it's something that adds a lot to it just um experience wise and how you interact with the gameplay itself too right like yeah when you're if if it's a shooter or you're in the forest and you hear anything in any game right you can you automatically know which way you're supposed to look without the game having to add the indicators yeah you hear are, a sound on this side of your body like you know yeah yeah you feel that like all of those things will make you see feel more immersed in the game more it's almost like, like a, even in 3d you can get contextual clues you know the higher quality your sound system is there can be contextual clues where you could turn to the left or the right just based on a sound and where you hear it right now right. do you think that 3d like 3D televisions and 3DS and all those 3D style um, entertainment medias, you know, it could be movies, games, whatever. Do you think that the failing or fading out of that technology is what VR is going to do as well? That's tough, actually, because let's be honest, the reason, I don't know what your perception is about the 3D uh, TVs and stuff, but I always thought that the main reason they failed was pe one, people don't want to put the glasses on for something that's such a low return on that inconvenience, because yeah. not only did you have to put the glasses on, but you also had to sit in like kind of a very specific location with that's some of those That's true, TVs. yeah. Kind of like, like how the 3DS, even with its passive yeah. 3D. Right, you had to you had to have like a specific distancing and focus uh, that you worked on, and it was always kind of a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> so, I I just don't think I don't think VR is the same as that. Right, if someone owns it, they've already committed to wearing the thing, and you can be as comfortable as you want. So, I guess if, as long as they make it comfortable, I don't think it goes the same way right because it's it's going to yeah, work because the, the tv is built time. for multiple viewers whereas the vr right. headset is built for one viewer right which kind of brings me to my next kind of discussion here like where 2d and 3d kind of built up the living room as the couch co-op area of the house for gaming do you think that vr with its isolation <laughs> is able to take over gaming at all fronts like 3d did 
ever? I don't. I don't think so. Well, wait, wait. Can, what's our perspective here? Because given nothing changing in the marketplace, right? Sure. Nothing changing in the marketplace. The cost of everything is the same. It's not going to change a dang thing because people are going to probably opt for what already exists. Um, things start getting more expensive with like houses and shit. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed the trend with the tiny house and people trying to be like big. I mean, the dining room is no longer a thing that people ask for, apparently. So it, could you see gaming now change from the den to just an extra like, oh, this is the chair I use. I mean, I, I guess you could <laughs> see that. <laughs> it could it could happen. Right, but I feel like there there has to be way more to that than than what it is. Well, I guess if people continue down the path of antisocialness, <laughs> then maybe. But I don't think the culture is. Yeah, I don't think the culture is there for complete antisocial gameplay that VR brings in. I think people can do it for a time and a you know. But even for example, a lot of the people that push VR the most are streamers, and streamers are interacting <laughs> with their audience the whole time. Well, okay. Here's here's another thing too, right? Um, aren't aren't um, sports games still some of the highest selling games out there? Like yeah. the whole concept of sports games, the reason people buy them. Think of all the people on college campuses. The whole reason they they buy those and play those is as like a group of friends, right? It's it's what they do while drinking on a on whatever night when they don't want to go out. So, it, I don't know. I just don't see something like the sports games or Smash Bros or what just make your pick of any game that a group of friends sits around and plays going VR. Yeah, it, no, that would be kind of weird. Right? It, it gets rid of the, um, whole, the whole desire <laughs> of, that, of that genre. Yeah, that genre pretty much dies for that kind of a thing. Um, so like, for example, back in the nineties, when we did get our 3d on our first real, real taste of 3d with like the PlayStation, the N64 and super Nintendo, uh, I will say that at first I was like, oh, this, this is it. Like you will never see 2d games ever again. Like why would anybody want 2d when you have 3d, but obviously that 2d genre has made a comeback over the years and people really like their side scrollers. They like their pseudo 3d their pseudo you know 2d hd whatever you want to call it so like even if vr were to succeed the current gaming i would still would think you'd get a 3d renaissance just like you got the 2d renaissance it's well i don't know at that point right it's a it's an artistic thing exactly people people view a video game as art because it is art it's story. It's storytelling. It's it has its whole um, stylized art and everything that's involved with it, and how people want you to perceive it. So, the two D thing also. I feel like those games tend to be shorter, a little bit. Um, they can be. They can be. It depends. Like the levels themselves are short, right? Generally. Generally speaking. I feel like the 2D Renaissance is just as much um, 
a result of people liking the style versus the fact that it also uh, conveniently fills the void that people have for a short time, like, you know, the busy schedule, what can I play real quick kind of gaming experience that's not just Farmville apps on your phone, <laughs> right? It's it's something that can help you, like, get a cool story in, and it also doesn't overwhelm you like Elder Scrolls or some three, like, or any other game that's going to be, like, much more time commitment. So it's like, I think that's the difference a little bit, where if VR was to really replace 3D, I don't know. I think the th the regular gaming would have to be that in-person experience with others. Oh, that here's a good point that, that uh, Nerd Talk brought up. I missed this earlier. You could argue that the open worldness of a top-down Zelda game, where you're going up and down stairs, there's a three semi-3D situation happening there. So, like, mm. technically speaking, you could argue <laughs> there were some 3D elements in 2D-style overworld games, but overall, um, you, you had a very few number of like th what I would consider early 3D games on the Super Nintendo. Right. Like Star, Star Fox was kind of an early 3D game, and there's some other examples too. But that's the one that usually comes to my mind. But for example, like, yeah, you don't see long 2D games, but and back in the day, like a link to the past was a long game. True, true. Full blown Zelda. But I, I, yeah, I'm saying like a lot. I guess right now when I'm thinking of 2D games that have made a resurgence a little bit, like Shovel um, Knight, those kinds yeah, of I'm things. thinking of the side scrollers that have been really, really popular. Because uh, to be fair, that's a whole genre of gaming that if you only do 3D, that, that genre is gone. Right. It, and that's where, like I said, it, it's made a resurgence because of the time commitment. People feel really busy. It's like, what can I play? What can I do in a shorter time frame? And right. not feel like I'm overloading myself. Like, Because getting into some of those bigger games, a AAA title, right? You're going to feel like, oh, I don't really have time to accomplish anything. If I only have like 10, 15 minutes to play something right before I go into lecture or something like that. And if you're a college kid, I've been in that boat a couple of times with Breath of the Wild. Where I'm like, I ah, try this game out again. Never mind. Right. Don't have time for that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, there's definitely more of a pick up and play attitude. Even if it's a long game, 2D games tend to have a, an easier save system built in than 3D right. games. Well, it's also usually a fast boot. So. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. The well, what do you think? Do you think if VR became a thing, do you think well, if it became like the mainstream, do you think the regular three D games would still stick around outside of that in person, like in the room type of playing? I don't I don't know if it would. That doesn't really add much benefit at that point if so 3d really only dominated the market for one generation maybe two arguably before right. 2d made a comeback so i think even if vr did dominate the whole market you would see a resurgence of 3d and 2d games especially co-op style within one to two generations of gaming i think people are more willing to accept that just because there's better technology doesn't mean the art from previous technologies are <laughs> obsolete and unwanted anymore. 
Okay, but here's the question to ask. At what point does a console, if VR was the main thing, right? We're already seeing it with all digital. Yeah. At what point do they abandon the TV and the whole experience is the headset? That, well, you'd have that, to convince you'd have to convince all the American public that uh, they don't want TVs anymore, or rather, the but, worldwide. Well, public. it's not it's not about convincing them they don't want TVs. It's convincing them that they don't that they would prefer the experience of gaming on that console on a on a headset. That's the only thing, right? Like it's it's not the same thing as saying the TV's obsolete. It's saying it's obsolete for gaming. Uh, that, that's I don't know. If, if I've got a TV and I can hook up a game console, <clears throat> I just don't see myself doing. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. If if every game is geared towards VR because it became the mainstream thing, everyone has a VR headset because it's just the best way to play the game. For some reason, let's let's just say VR got there. And everyone just thought it was the best way to play. Why would, wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they just eliminate the concept of a TV port? Why? Why not? I guess you could do like 2D games in a VR headset. I've seen people play just random games in their VR headsets because it does just have an input for HDMI. So you could be playing Super Mario Bros. 2D side scroller game in your VR headset, and it would work. Right. You could, so like you could, you could ditch the TV, I suppose. I just don't know if you ditch all the other genres that VR eliminates. Well, what what genre are you thinking besides the in-room co-op style of play? Well, imagine having to own like six VR headsets in your living room so you could play Smash Bros. co-op. Like that's not going to happen. So exactly. VR is. I mean, that's the only expensive. thing, right? But how many? How many games can you think of for Microsoft and Sony that do that? That already have more than one player on one screen? Yeah. Yeah, not many. It's only sports games. It's only sports games. Uh, I think but Call I of Duty still allows... Call of Duty still allows you to do split screen. And I think Doom, I think Doom Eternal and Doom will let you do split screen. And Halo allegedly is going to have split Call, screen. Do hitting. the new Call of Duties allow you to do more than two screens? That's the thing that I can't remember. I can't. Well, it did, it did especially on like zombies and like you could do up to two online, I believe. Yeah, I can't remember if they allow four players or not on it. I know it's at least two. I know it's at least two. <laughs> I know they did back in the day on the 360, you could get up to four on some of the zombies modes, I believe. Right. I think there'll just be a calculated. Okay, fine. Look at. No, I think the big question is can the internet support <clears throat> with the infrastructure, you know, long term, all these VR headsets getting online? And I think the answer right now is probably yes. How is but the VR headset going to be any different than the TV, though? Well, you just have more devices, right? If you're playing couch co-op online, Call of Duty, that's one device for two people. But okay, the I think I think that's the part that is questionable on if they have that co-op thing because Microsoft. Let's just say Microsoft, for example, they were 100% ready, despite everybody's objections, to do the always-on requirement 
Yeah. And lost a lot of customers that way. Yeah. They were 100% committed <laughs> to that at launch. They knew how pissed everyone would be. But that was their calculated bet. What's to stop that with VR headsets? It's own they're like, well, there's only a couple games and our studies show that only 10% at most of people even use the feature of split screen with their console you're probably about accurate with that number yeah so it's like why if all these kids will just play from their own bedrooms because mom and dad don't uh stress about them staying up as late why 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 not just be like well we're going to dish this feature you're all going to play it using vr headsets now and you're going to love us for it eventually that I, I'm just going to say that's the calculated uh, bet that they would take. And I don't think it's far-fetched. <laughs> Here you go. This is it, Andrew. Oh, gosh. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I've seen all over. So You know what, though? Somebody, that, that chick got a nice... Uh, settlement, I hope? Settlement, yeah. Um. I think really Nintendo won't do it. That's the thing. Well, no, they already did technically. No, no, Nintendo. I'm saying remove the screen, irregular screens. Nintendo. You don't know, what, do you don't know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> you haven't you haven't seen this yet, then have you? Seen what? Nintendo Switch. They've already got a VR headset for the Switch. No, that's not what I'm talking about, though. <laughs> Also, yes, I have actually seen that. Okay, okay. I'm saying they're not going to eliminate having screens. <laughs> no, you're probably right about that. They're into it's... the portables. I actually think that portables are probably, you know, mobile okay, gaming. I is hate that to be concept. <laughs> I hate the concept where people take phones and turn it into a headset. I just hate that. Well, this isn't a phone. This is this I is know. the switch. It's a but switch, still... but I still hate that. <laughs> I just love that there's this kid holding the headset up with his controllers up here. I'm like, that would be so uncomfortable. Okay, when has Nintendo ever given two craps about comfortable, though? <laughs> that's that's a fair point. I always buy attachments to hold my phones and stuff with, so or my uh, Nintendo products with. Um, I think that some kind of hybrid like this is more like to be what Nintendo would do to play with the VR crowd? I think Nintendo is going... I could see them going more the AR route, actually. Well, that's basically what Labo was, more of an AR thing. It's more AR than VR. <clears throat> and Microsoft's already got the HoloLens. Sony's really the only big three company going after VR... And then if you yeah. really want to count a fourth player in the gaming space, it would probably be Valve, and they go after right. the, the VR as well. But they're a PC first, so you're already talking like antisocial culture when you're talking PC gaming. <laughs> well, not, by antisocial, I don't mean you're not I, playing yeah, with no. other people. Lone, I mean, I mean you're, you're, you're sitting yeah. by yourself at your house playing games. So you're not usually... There's the well, land party actually, days are old. I think there's actually a lot of people who do hook it up to some pretty big-ass monitors. Um, and... Because multiplayer, though, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody who will do it. 
It's probably less than the amount of people that do split screen on Microsoft. Guarantee it. I guarantee it. It's less than. I'm just saying that if there's a way, there's that someone's doing it. So. Although I will say, I always thought it was a waste of um, resources to not have split screen on PC because, you know, nine times out of ten, if you're a PC gamer, you've got multiple monitors. So like you're wasting an entire <laughs> monitor by not being able to do multiplayer. It's, right. Actually, yeah. When you think about it, it's like someone could just set up their own LAN party with their <laughs> with their one, one PC. PC. <laughs> yeah, the the wave of land parties are almost completely done like you don't see that almost right. at all anymore i did so i was just reading through the manual of my mario kart double dash and get this it had the how to hook up eight game cubes to play 16 player mario kart double dash in the manual like it had all the the references all the connections yeah, that's actually insane though can you imagine hooking up eight Game cubes to play 16 player Mario Kart Double Dash. I'm trying to think. Double Dash actually had 16 carts on the track. I'm, well, let me double check. I, I have the manual. I, I did not look. think that it had 16. Let me go find it. One second. On the track. That's actually a lot. Now I have to Google it. I thought there was only like what twelve positions or some shit like that. All right, let me pull this thing out and see what it says. Okay, it was all the way at the back, which was kind of odd. All right, here we go. Yeah, it's eight. It was eight. No, it was eight players. It was eight GameCubes and eight players. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say. So it says you can use a broadband adapter. So you know how much the broadband adapters are. Now? <laughs> They're like two hundred dollars for a broadband adapter. Anyways, um, it says you use the over-the-counter hub with the broadband adapters, and then you can set it up using a network switch. It's like you're <laughs> expecting kids to hook this thing up. Like what the? No, heck? that's not there. The... They were they were expecting people to go to like tournaments. Yeah, but that just cracks me up. Like these manuals tell you how to do it. It's like they probably viewed it as like oh there's going to be people doing things like how people do magic the gathering tournaments and they'll want to know how they can hook up their game cubes and... probably it's just it cracked me up like reading these old manuals like they expect people to do this kind of stuff it's like wow you guys really had some high hopes for this <laughs> i it's you know everything back then though was geared towards you know split screen and allowing people to play together and oh, it, it does actually have on the case that it except is, is is it compatible with the broadband adapter? Like, see that? <laughs> How many players does it actually say on the case? It just says four. They're they're <laughs> smart enough not to say. <laughs> Although the Wii U finally brought that legitimately to um, Super Smash Bros. Wii U, it was the first one where they did eight player Smash. Right. And I think the Switch carried that on. I think the Switch can do eight players as well. Well, the Switch allows you to have more than one, uh, multiple people on one Switch. So Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think the Switch actually does eight players on one console. You have to do four um, Switch controllers, and you can do four GameCube wired controllers. Mm. I think that's how you get to eight. Okay. Because it doesn't like having uh, too many Bluetooth devices hooked up to it at once. The, um... <clears throat> but I do think that given the current state of the world a lot of people are looking forward to co-op 
couch co-op, in-room collaboration type games. Like board gaming so? really made it. I think board gaming is going to make a huge comeback too. <clears throat> imagine know. imagine augmented reality with board games. Well, yeah, that's where it really needs to get into because <laughs> that are, well, I'm kind of partial to the concepts that uh like computer games bring to board like board game concepts. So it's Oh, like the um uh what is it? Uh tabletop simulator. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing, actually. That tabletop simulator exists. <clears throat> the um, big thing is, though, I don't know. I feel like for board games to truly make a good comeback, kids need to get rid of cell phones. <laughs> I I think that cell phones did a did a disservice to gaming overall. Like at first, I thought it was going to be really cool. Like for example, I can play. Um, a whole bunch of different games. I can play the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, right. DS, N64, Super Nintendo, regular Nintendo, all well, on my, I, my I iPhone. Think, I think actual gaming companies have neglected the mobile experience in, when it comes to like arcade games that they could easily port over. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. I, well, it's, for, yeah. It's, like it's, you were just saying with the nintendo games well just look at uh diablo immortal right the game actually still doesn't come out because of how much backlash they had that was that um they were like there's gonna be a diablo announcement at the blizzcon and they were like yeah it's got a mobile game and everybody's like what this is your diablo announcement the um i just really dislike the <laughs> some of the games they're actually trying to do with mobile nowadays like Call of Duty Mobile. And oh yeah, Fortnite I heard mobile. there's a. I heard they're doing a Battlefield Mobile. What? Yes, it's awful. I concept, isn't it? It sounds awful. It sounds like the worst. I, oh, Diablo. Like I was like, fire. I was like, what it, is? The... All I can tell you is that a Battlefield Mobile uh, version is going to be a dumpster fire that gets a studio shut down by EA. The probably the best. You think Dice is going down? No, I doubt it's. I doubt they. Oh, it'll probably be on mobile. I doubt they have dice actually make that. That's they're going to pick. They're going to pick a studio that they want an excuse to shut down. <laughs> give it to them. Have it fail like they know it will fail, and then they'll fi- They'll. Oh, we're shutting down Studio X Y Z. Like, come on. Yeah, that's probably true. That's how. That's how EA rolls, man. That's how EA rolls. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. That 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 is definitely how they roll. Actually, that's probably one of my biggest complaints. Is like, you remember like the early 2010 time frame? You know, the 360 was still technically the king, even though it sold less than the PS3 and the the Wii. And yeah. they were like, "Oh, mobile gaming is going to take over," right? And everybody's like, "Oh, right. this could be the last time we have actual consoles." Mobile gaming has taken over, but the reason it's taken over is completely different than what people say. Yeah, it's it took it's. It is the biggest money maker, isn't it? If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it makes the most money in gaming, and a big port and a big portion of that is because it's the gaming that most women do. <laughs> well, it, it's it's the easiest, quickest thing you can pull out and do. Right? It's extremely yeah. popular with women, and that's actually so. If something as simple as mobile gaming didn't actually take over like gamers, the game, the like like gaming proper. 
industry, then right. I significantly doubt that we would see VR do that. <clears throat> hey, I gotta I gotta run upstairs real quick. Give me a second. All right, all right. Yeah, I don't know about you guys listening, but I, anytime I've ever seen a game related to a AAA title try to get rolled out on mobile, I just think it's going to be a dumpster fire. Mainly because it is a dumpster fire as far as a control standpoint goes. I don't know if you guys like actually enjoy using touchscreen controls on those games, but... Then again, maybe you guys buy the attachable controllers, but I feel like I I feel like that kind of diminishes the mobile gaming aspect because why would you want to carry around a, a controller for your phone? <laughs> so, you're still muted, Chris. I could not tell if my uh, head daughter had waking up or not, but she did oh. not. I was just saying while you were gone that anytime I see a AAA title come to mobile, I, I assume oh, it's yeah, immediately. Fire. And then at the same time, it can't. It's not going to work well with with touchscreen controls. And then why? And at that point, you're going to have to buy a controller attachment for your phone. And why would you? Why would you want no like it, an actual attachment? <laughs> I have one. It's good. This this, okay. this actually has like a connecting thing. It goes on the top there. Oh, okay, okay. But at that point, doesn't that ruin the mobile concept of your cell phone? I think mobile gaming. The reason the the reason it didn't take over is because convenience is king when it comes to mobile. And anytime you have to bring something extra, like for example, the best yeah. probably the best convenient thing that's ever come out for um, mobile was that backbone controller. It's so oh simple yeah easy. yeah one hundred percent. 100%. That's probably one of the best things I've seen. Come but who wants to carry that around? Well, this is, that's what I'm saying. This is actually, what the heck? Oh, <laughs> it's a concept. <laughs> no, but it's, yes, it is. It is it's, for a that great, one. it's a great controller. That was the best concept specifically for um, gaming on the go. Because it's, it's something you'd throw in a backpack. This full-blown controller Probably not going in somebody's backpack just to carry around with them. But even that, though, that's still, you know, something extra to carry around with you everywhere. I'm just saying, like, it, it, when it comes to convenience is king. The backbone controller is the only one I've seen that, like, really does it well and easy. Yeah. It connects through the lightning port. It has a charging port you can plug in the bottom. So if you're ready to sit down and game in the office or wherever you're at while you're waiting for something right. else, that's an easy thing to throw in your pocket and take with you versus most everything else I've seen gaming. I mean, there's been other revisions like similar to the Backbone, but that is probably the best version of that style controller I've seen. See, the thing, <coughs> the thing that I... I'm going to say that there's a slight difference here in how you're perceiving it, though. Um, VR versus mobile gaming. I think the problem with mobile gaming is that it's not truly something geared towards a dedicated gamer. It's geared towards somebody who 
isn't real isn't going out of their way to buy something for gaming but if something catches their eye as f- fun and silly they'll do it because they already have the device for something else that's a good point yeah and the video games companies i don't think really realize that that's why a company like zynga does so well with their farmville and stuff because it's a completely different market i think zynga just got bought by somebody it was in the works i don't remember who bought them it's not it's uh, yeah take two so you're gonna gonna get gta farming it's it's um it's still not official though i i I think it's pretty much official yeah it it probably is but Um, uh, but they're gonna have have grand theft auto farming coming up (laughs) no but what i'm saying is like the mobile gaming thing it's a completely different market completely different gamer right it's someone it it's inherently casual to the point that the person does not want to buy a gaming console that that's the reason and i, I definitely think there's value proposition to s- simple easy gaming on a device you already own yes and the vr headset though is different because it's actually targeting the people who buy dedicated consoles so maybe a better question wouldn't be is vr really the future maybe a better question would be can vr dominate gaming space right because we were comparing it to the 3d tvs and those were never truly marketed towards console gamers either mm, the ps3 kind of <clears throat> the ps3 tr- the playstation tried it with the with the ps tv which always confuses me because that PlayStation TV, when you type that in, you get I heard the, that was actually good. But... You get this, though, right? Oh, yeah. So PlayStation, so you really, I think, type to type in PlayStation 3D TV. Right. And the, I think the only, wasn't the only problem with that that they only sold it is like, what, a 24 inch? <laughs> it was small. It was pretty small. It was small. really small. Well, and... they wanted to make it affordable for gamers to put in like their bedroom, it was geared towards dorms. Yeah, gamers in dorms, gamers in small spaces. The real thing about this 3D TV, though, is it it didn't... I think it was passive 3D. I don't think it actually required any glasses. I think it was. I think you're right. And that was the same technology they used in the 3DS, which is essentially you double the horizontal plane. And then because you've doubled the pixels in the horizontal plane, you could then put picture, physically put things in background by doubling up in the foreground. Now... I think the problem with that was that it wasn't really utilized truly. <clears throat> I don't think it was properly right. utilized. And it well what's well, a good example? It, it's just another one of those Sony peripherals that didn't get proper support. If it yeah. had proper support, it might have been successful. I don't know, but it was a small, it was a super small TV and the average person had a TV much bigger than it. Right. So if you're going to game, you're going to game on a big TV, not this one. Right. And it was just, it was a device that didn't really understand its market. I think there's people that use it as like a computer monitor though, too. Right. So oh no, it needed glasses. No, it did need glasses. Yeah. Okay. I see that now. So yeah. Who wanted, no one wanted that. The I'm glasses sure definitely on, killed it for me. Like I, yeah, I just, I'm sure it was uncomfortable as hell with um 
headsets on all the time. Well, what about the market of people that need glasses too? Well, and yeah, and the people who need glasses. So I wasn't wearing contacts back then. <laughs> no, I was. Well, I might have been, but I'm not. Certainly not now. Right. But so it, it's it's a. Uh, I never noticed that comparison. It looks like a flattened PSP Go. Oh, it does. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's still it's completely it's completely different. I feel like it's. You're saying they're not com- they're not comparable. Mobile gaming yeah. and 3D and all this stuff's not comparable to what VR. VR it's, it's a completely different beast because it's actually, it's okay comparable, Blu-ray player, within your within the console. I feel like, I feel like you have to almost compare it to Blu-ray. VR. Mm-hmm. In what way? In the sense that it's something that they're trying to integrate completely into the console and and it's a visuals thing it's not a it's currently a peripheral but it's a peripheral for visuals it's not that that is actually getting as much support as they can give it yeah i mean when the ps3 launched the (laughs) it was the cheapest blu-ray player on the market at 600 dollars, which is insane (laughs) <laughs> right. If they bring the price down on VR, who isn't buying it though? That's the real yeah. question. It, it's. I think it's. I think it is much compared to 3D, which is a was a gimmick, right? And there you go. <laughs> I I I would say though that I really do believe that it's closer to Blu-ray than it is to 3D um, TVs. I do think that mainstream VR is more likely to go the route that Samsung was taking it, where you dock a phone in the headset. I think that's way more likely. To I don't be... know. Okay. Well, all right. Let's, if we look at it, what do you think is the most, what do, what do you think is the most, um, the best use case for VR headsets though probably just like <clears throat> immersion in like other areas like let's say you want to go to yeah, egypt but, but you the, can't uh, afford going to egypt okay you that's like the travel tourism thing the digital travel tourism thing i think that's definitely um, the best use case for but VR. for gaming for gaming anything that you're like in an environment i see a use case for it i want to see if this monstrosity has been created yet so hold on <laughs> Steam Deck VR. I want to see if somebody's tried it yet to put the VR headset on their head. Or put the Steam Deck on. Nope, nobody's done it yet. I've seen Switch weird Switch contraptions, but I, I'm mm. just curious. Okay. Um, I guess we should probably get down to the conclusion then. Do, do you yeah. see VR as the next step? Or is it another gimmick? I don't know if I'm actually a good judge of the trend on this one. That's the thing. People seem enamored by VR for some reason or another. People just do with the Oculus and all of that. People seem enamored. And because of that, I think it's more like Blu-ray. I really do. Um, Not necessarily that I like that for VR, because I, I, I don't see it as actually more than a gimmick unless you have a peripheral that immerses you into the gameplay that you're actually playing. 
Like, like okay, example, the motorcycle arcade games. <clears throat> Those would be pretty cool with VR. See, I think where VR is headed is for the mainstream, you'll see the resurgence of arcades, and they'll be, that's what, they'll be that's the, the VR arcades. That's what I was about to say. I think the VR arcades are going to come back. Because I think I think VR is so <laughs> out of out of reach for most people. Like even just setting up VR in general is not exactly the easiest thing. I was talking to a YouTuber who does this kind of stuff full time a while back. Mm -hmm. Forge, Forge Labs. We had him on for an interview, and he was kind of explaining that getting Minecraft to run in VR took like every ounce of his intelligence with computing to figure it out. See, so. <clears throat> Like, I, uh, it's it's also that thing, too, where it's like, what is the what is the return? You know, what's the reward for doing it with just a regular game outside yeah, of that but, arcade thing? What's the what's the real reward? You know, it, it does one exist. I mean, the immersion aspect of it. True, but <clears throat> does it does it kind of reach uncanny valley levels, though? Yeah, probably. I think that's the question you have to ask is if you're immersed, but you're not truly immersed, is it, is there an uncanny Valley concept of that immersion where you can't do that middle ground? You either have to have the VR headset with like the taptic feedback and the, uh, simulator devices, right. Or you need, uh, or you need to, um, just ignore it. And not risk it for something like Skyrim, right? It's 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 no different than motion controllers, I think, when it comes to that same level of like Uncanny Valley. Because try playing motion controllers with like a first-person shooter. It's really weird. Kind of like the Wii U gamepad was when they brought that out, and it was like this a second screen that everybody's like, hmm, I don't know if I'm going to use this. Right. Yeah. But. I would argue also that arcades in general have a place in modern day because the arcade, since you lose your ability to do multiplayer at home, a lot of people go to the arcades to do like, you know, bar food, bar drinks and um, gaming together with their friends. Right. Right. I would make that argument. I would definitely say that and the VR arcade would be fun because then you could be doing VR on a big screen where everybody's watching you and kind of like, you know, old school arcade style cheering each other on while they do the arcade thing. Right. It's, it's, you definitely have to take that into consideration for sure. I, I agree. <clears throat> but I do think that the VR arcade would bring it into the mainstream for most people. It's something you could go out with your friends, have some drinks, do the VR thing. Maybe, you know, puke on your way out because you're so messed up in regards of your uh, ability to that's walk the, that's the other thing how motion sick do people get from that these days i, I, know, I, I know a lot of people have gotten motion sick playing even just the <clears throat> psvr right I, that's the thing i was wondering i haven't i haven't gotten to play it so it was one of those question marks did you ever play uh the virtual boy back in the day no i've played closest one thing, closest thing i can say i've ever done is um, it's, it wasn't VR though. Um, have you ever done the flight simulators at in uh, at the Smithsonian? Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> the fighter jet one is that. that it wasn't that one. It was a different place. Oh. But I, I know so I did the fighter. I, I did the fighter jet one at the Smithsonian, 
and that thing is that thing's cool. Uh, put that with a VR headset, man. <laughs> <laughs> now that's now that would be immersion level one hundred, and <laughs> that would probably be hella dope. <clears throat> but the I think one of the better games that I heard about for uh, PSVR was the. Did you hear ever hear about Valkyrie? No. It's um a space one. Oh, from yeah. Eve Online. It was so it's like a, a you know Dust Five One Four and Eve Online. I know Eve Online. Okay, Dust Five One Four was them trying to do Ground Wars, and they brought it out for PS3 right by the time that uh, PS4 was coming out, so it was already kind of dead. Dead product on, <laughs> and, on yeah. Right. And then they made this thing uh, for the VR with PS4, and it was all kind of it's kind of cool the concept. But CCP uh, Games has tried to uh, flirt with trying to make um, human uh, interaction into certain aspects of the game, like wars on planets or um, drones, which fighter drones and stuff. So. This was the fighter drones and trying to put it where pilots are in it. So I think the future of VR, and I don't think VR will ever be mainstream, at least not in my lifetime. Um, I think the future of VR is MMOs, like, <clears throat> kind of like World of Warcraft, um, Final Fantasy, where you can like be fully immersed in this massive multiplayer open world game. See, but I don't think it exists. Um, that's the problem, right? That's where I feel like Uncanny Valley is. And I don't I'm not saying it's our current state. I think those style oh, of games is where term. VR is going to be long-term. Long-term. Because that, those people already basically play in isolation to begin with. They're always on top <clears throat> of computer upgrades and parts because they need to keep keeping up with the technology for that kind of thing. Maybe like a Fortnite would do it too. I don't know. That's right. That's where I feel like the your um idea of the vr arcades making a comeback is more of a thing yeah because i feel like something like this this game right you put it with a with some sort of simulator device that lets you feel like you're actually in that cockpit like where's what's going to be a better gaming experience than that you you bring in the race car driving simulators you bring in all everything right oh yeah and then at the same time you get it where you have those treadmills with the um taptic uh haptic feedback vests and everything for people who are playing more of the mmo and world of warcraft concept games I, i i feel like it's never i don't i don't see it as the in your basement thing unless you really want to sink money into it right it's and you can go with your friends to it and do all the other stuff be like uh you like elon musk walking in your basement there's a full-blown simulated tesla in the basement (laughs) just get in the the car and drive here's here's the question then here's the question since you brought up elon musk do you think something like Neuralink just skips vr with uh, with imagine just manipulating your imagination because i could see that i do really I, could do i think that, that it would work okay functionally <clears throat> I think that it would work the way you're asking probably 
Probably not. It probably cause plenty of problems, but <laughs> I think that it could easily help you daydream into a game. But what I was, I, I'm just not comfortable with the idea of putting anything into my body. Oh, that's, I'm never going to do it. That's, me either. That's already fully. I'm just not. I'm just not. Com- I'm not comfortable with that. So like, <laughs> but people would be. That's some people will. I won't. I, I think there's a lot less people that are comfortable, at least in our current generation, with Neuralink in all of its glory. Than in it our generation, yes. I feel like the next generation, no. I don't. I don't think Who, it, it, it's a theirs to decide. You know, I just don't have an, any idea. I, I just don't think that it's going to be as weird. You gotta realize we didn't grow up with cell phones, technically. That's true. They've grown up with this some sort of technology connected to them at all times. That is a that is a fact, yeah. But yeah. you know, it's not integrated into your body yet. Like wearable that's wearables. This is the step, first man. real generation of wearables, right? And that's just a small step. Yeah. I still think that some kind of augmented reality <laughs> and Neuralink would probably work with augmented reality is more likely than VR to take over. Just because it's it the implementation makes more sense you can get marketing behind it augmented reality is not going to be a thing until you can get contacts yeah support it that's the thing because no one wants to have to wear glasses all the time i mean what if you're already wearing glasses though who cares i don't even want to wear glasses all the time why do you think i wear contacts 90 percent of the time i it's, wear glasses 90 percent of the time okay actually like almost you, okay let's put it this way you're playing you're doing any form of actual activity that's strenuous <laughs> you want to be wearing glasses <laughs> fair enough like we're kind of going off we're kind of going off into an alternative conversation at this point though that's that's true that's true so i just want to let you give your conclusion real quick my conclusion is it's not there currently but it probably could it, it, it I think it's 50-50. Flip a coin. That, that's really where I'm at. What, heads AR, uh, tails VR kind of thing? No, no. On the possibility of, of it of it just straight up succeeding. Yeah. I, I feel like it will. I think we've come to the conclusion it will succeed in some format. Um, I think as far as every gamer... Um, primarily using VR on a daily basis with our current setup is that's the question mark, right? Yeah. I think that's the same for me. I'm I'm probably on the borderline whether or not that could ever be a thing. Right. I feel like it's too big of a investment barrier for the average person today. Yes. But like, for the full immersion feeling, right? I feel like people will always feel cheated if they don't have full immersion. If you get a VR set and you don't have full immersion, sure, sure. Right. Because it's, it's, um, so because of that, that's where I'm saying that people will feel cheated and they won't want to, they won't even want to continue it. It's like the 3D TVs, they're completely dead. 3D TVs are completely dead that's a fact so right so and that's because people didn't feel like they truly got a 3d experience right so i don't i don't see the price point going down on all of the devices you would need to feel fully immersed that's fair 
So I, I think we're on the same page then. The VR arcade is probably going to be a thing at some point. You'll still have a, a small percentage of people that will actually buy into VR and as a whole at their houses. You'll have the billionaires have their simulated setups in their basement. And uh, <laughs> and that'll pretty much be it, right? I mean, right, unless right. VR comes down in price to the point where everybody can afford it. I would agree. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you again, Andrew. Um, yep, same, same. Always, uh, obviously, open for that anytime, even not on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll get Will back on next week, and we'll discuss whether or not uh, Xbox is uh, worth it yet. Answer is probably no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hopefully Andrew can get on there to disparage Will as much as possible, and uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys on the next one. Yep. As always, I'm Chris. And I'm Andrew, and you've just watched the Krillcast. Bye, guys.